All right. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brother Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. And this is following up on Super Bowl Sunday and the Super Bowl game. And it's not college football, but it is football and it is still technically Michigan football, if you want to look at it from that standpoint, and the Michigan players that were playing in the game. But before we talk specifically about the game, I had a little uh, thing that I wanted to mention because I actually had a logo that was in a Super Bowl commercial. Did you know that, Craig? No way. Yeah. And granted, granted, it's a local one of the local commercials, you know, that they put uh-huh. on every year. But it's so te- you're, you're not talking national. No, no, I'm not that cool. I thought maybe you, you know, somebody in the crowd was like wearing it or no, you know. not not that big publicity. But I was surprised when I uh, mentioned it to a couple people that they said that they saw it because I never know how far those local ones go. Well, you're yeah, wow, that's great. Yeah, you're, was, moving on, you're moving on up. Yeah, man. If it was national, I'd be like retired. I'd be like retired or something. So <laughs> if uh, if anybody saw that commercial, um, that was the mortgage company commercial. Okay. Uh, one of those. Um, they always stand out from you know the high high end produced commercials. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. They're the lower budget <laughs> yeah. end. Uh, so it kind of stood out. I don't know exactly what time it was. I think it was. No, it could have been half. But I don't think it was that one. <laughs> but it was uh, actually no. I remember when it was. What was that? The mortgage commercial. <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, I actually didn't even get to see it live. Uh, somebody told me that it was going to be Aaron because it was actually my. In law, my brother in law's brother in law, if you okay. call that, uh, owns the company and everything. And he knew that I did design stuff and he contacted me. It was done back in 2000, early 2013. So he took off and his company's doing real, really well. And he hooked up with this uh, ad agency place. And they said if they he went with them, that they give him a good deal and give him a price and give him a break with a. Uh, something to air during the locally for the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. so yeah. The rich and the famous bling bling dollar bills. See? Of and course. I'm, and I'm riding your coattails, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I'm like sitting back. I'm kind of like that little trailer in the back. I got my feet up, I got a drink, and I'm just gonna ride your coattails to now more well, money. Yeah. <laughs> Or, and popularity. Well, it's not. You're, it's not like Alabama and the SEC here. Okay? Oh, oh, okay. It's yeah. not like big money like that. And actually, I, I I didn't have anything written in the deal of you know getting mo- more money if there was more exposure with it. So they have all rights, and anytime it's used or has uh, increases in popularity, there's no extra change in my pocket. Right. Right. Wow. That's really cool, man. Yeah, it was, uh, I didn't know about like that was the crazy thing. It was just like I I went to my I watched the first half at my in laws, and then they were telling me about it, uh, and then we left during halftime to go back to our house because we had the kids. Uh, so yeah, they told me it 
when it was there, and they're like, oh, yeah, not a lot of people know about it, but they're going to be doing this. And I was just like, well, geez, you know, that would have been cool to know. <laughs> well, it's good you were able to be there to watch it, you know, instead of, like, having somebody tell you about it. So Yeah, I saw I saw afterwards, and uh, pretty cool thing. But got to say, I mean, it was still pretty cool, the end result of the game as well, which we have to get to because there's – Definitely a lot that can be said with that. It, like we said, it's not college football, but it's still Michigan football. So we'll go ahead and transition here and get into the main content here of the episode coming up. All right. So I know that, Craig, there was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of fun. But I don't know if it's hit you yet, but this is also a very sad occasion. Do you, do you know what I'm referring to? Uh, no. Enlighten it, me. It embodies, this whole thing embodies the Super Bowl is the end of football as we know it for months until... Oh, the first yeah. college football. Well, I guess if you want to consider a preseason NFL, but I don't know if anybody counts that. But anyways, we are without football. We are in. We are currently in the football drought. Yeah, so, that's kind of kind of sad, man. Yeah, I'm kind of mentioning it to kind of get it out of the way, you know, get the sad part out, get the sappy part out, and just you know, <laughs> it, it's depressing. It's sad, but it, it went off on a high note. No, it did, and that's the thing is, you know, as much as. You know, this comes a drought, but you know, there's, you know, if you if you're a person who just loves football and nothing else, this is a really sad day. You know, and I I enjoy basketball and enjoy March Madness and what you know how that transpires and how it, you know teams are playing. Like we just had Duke and North Carolina play, and you know, and that's always a good rivalry. So, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Super Bowl, um, what a great game. Um, I will say this, and I, I I'll. I I might be the only one or I might be a very few people who on Twitter said at halftime this and I was walking my dog by the way you know which wasn't easy cuz it was cold out and my dog likes to poop a lot so you missed the commercials how dare well, you thank you yeah exactly but I did tweet right about halftime when the Patriots are getting their butts kicked by uh Atlanta Falcons as I said if anybody can turn this team around in the second half, it's this team and this coach and this quarterback. I don't think anybody else would have, but this, I said that and everybody else, it seemed to be was just writing them off saying they're not going to win. There's no way it's over. You know, it's done. Falcons are going to win. And I didn't, I was still holding out hope and man, was that one heck of an ending. Yeah. It just proves right there. The greatness of Tom Brady. Yeah, and I've got interesting stuff to kind of like uh, feed off of that later. But yeah, it was. Uh, it, I didn't say anything. I wasn't on social media a whole lot for the first half. Uh, didn't get to it until probably closer to the fourth quarter. Um, but I was on there, and I think it was when they were on their drive down to get it to be one possession game, somewhere around there. And I was just like, you know, this game still really has a great potential at being epic. And, uh, of course that was like after the fact that you saw that new England still had life in them. Uh, so they, 
they went down and then they scored and it was a one possession game. And of course, when it's a one possession game, you know, especially with Tom Brady and some other quarterbacks that anything can happen. So uh, before getting into other stuff, would you attribute, and I know this question's been asked a lot, so this isn't anything new, but I, I'm having it here in our conversation. Would you contribute it more to the Patriots and Tom Brady earning that win then, or the Falcons and Matt Ryan falling apart? And uh, there's got to be a better way to say it, uh, but giving it away or almost kind of giving up. They didn't give up, but was it more on the attribution of the Patriots won it or the Falcons lost it? Yeah, that's, you know, I've heard that before and I've bought, you know, listened to shows and they always bring that up and it's always interesting because they always say one or the other. I think it's a con- it has to be a combination of both. Well, you know, let's put it this way. It was a combination of very first off, I think, the Falcons blew a lot of – they had some terrible calls in the second half. I mean, you get a third and two, third and one, and you pass it, and you don't give it to Freeman, who was actually running all over the Patriots during that game. Why you would do a passing play on that, that led to a sack against Ryan. And that – you don't take a sack, period, when you're in close to being in um, field goal range. That field goal would have ended the game. I don't think they would have had enough time – for Patriots to win and they get a sack, that's a bad play. And if you, that bad play works with the only team that can use a bad play into its favor. And that is new England. So it kind of, kind of turns around on itself is if it was any other team, I don't think it would have mattered that much because I don't think any other team could have actually capitalized on that bad plays like that. Only new England could have done that. So it's like a combination of, I think the Falcons had some terrible plays. They looked complacent. They actually looked tired. The defense looked tired, and I think they just they looked like they're gassed. And then New England just capitalized on everything because that's what New England does. And any team in the world who could do that, that would be that team and Brady and Coach Belichick. And it has to be a combination of both. I don't see how you can even remotely say, well, it was all you know, New England Patriots. I just saw some bear, terrible clay calls by Falcons. So, Yeah, I, and I can agree with you on that. I, it does look like this game in particular was a combination of both because, yeah, there was definitely opportunity for the Falcons to do one extra thing and just put the game away or just barely put it out of reach. But, yeah, I mean, offensively uh, they were – not being successful defensively they were making mistakes and so yeah they they had the opportunity to put away and they didn't so i would put it leaning more towards the falcons losing it than the patriots winning it not saying that was all the falcons fault but uh i would probably put it uh i don't know like 60 40 uh on the falcons losing it maybe like 65 35 something right. like that you know no, nothing too great like that but um but yeah they the thing that came from this game and it's kind of surprising that i mean we were having the discussion before uh, or everybody was having the discussion before and now afterwards there's still arguing and i mean of course this is uh nothing is solidified i mean it's you know sports is always a debate 
but the people who are qu- questioning the goat goats totes my goats <laughs> yeah tom brady yeah mr new england himself so uh but it was just kind of interesting i the the thing that i will say and i will kind of get this conversation started and i'll be interested to hear what you're thinking with this is unquestionably he is the most accomplished quarterback probably the most accomplished player in nfl history like that is yeah those things like looking at the accomplishments and everything that is unquestionable yeah you can't argue about that you can't so the thing that people are debating and and that's the thing that sometimes i don't think gets brought up enough and so that people kind of mix arguments most accomplished no question that's uh mixes into different conversations sometimes. But the thing that is the debatable part is, well, then does most accomplished then automatically make you greatest quarterback of all time? Right. Yeah. So your thoughts with that? Well, that's interesting. So obviously the the person you would, you would have to make a comparison with another quarterback with him. So uh, you obviously you'd, you'd probably have to bring up uh, uh, Montana with that. And, um, and what he's done in, you know, four Super Bowls, but um, obviously Brady has five. So he automatically within within that there shows that he beats Montana for the rings. Um, now, I think what comes in the interesting question is the very fact is, is every time Montana went to four Super Bowls, he was one of them, and, and Brady hasn't. In fact, Brady, I think he's been to seven. Yeah, so, five for five or seven. Five for seven. So, but if anybody knows, if, if, if anybody's actually watched this game, I mean, and watched the Super Bowls that he was in, the seven of them, they all came down to one big play from the other team. And that's, you know, mostly the Giants, you know, and you know, a, a crazy catch or something crazy like that or something big play in order for them to beat him. So, in a way, you take those crazy plays away, Brady almost had seven Super Bowls. If you take those away, and that's why I'm going this crazy. But, you know, I would say Montana was very much more accurate and much more uh, in his four Super Bowls, you know, as far as you know, what touchdowns to interception ratio. Um, but uh, it, it's really tough because you could also say, you know, was Montana a product of his, you know, the the system that they ran in at the 49ers? Yeah, he was too, because that was a high offensive uh, scheme they had going there. Well, the same thing with the New England Patriots. They got a high offensive scheme. It's fast. It gets up there to the line. It's quick. Uh, you know, they hike the ball, and Brady makes sure that he throws it, like, what, 2.3 to 2.4 seconds a throw. I mean, that's craziness. That's just – so – um, it's a combination of, it, 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 to me, I think Brady just, it, he does move over Montana. That's just me just based on, you know, the number of rings, what he's accomplished. He's been with the same team. He holds all the records, by the way, passing, I think, uh, touchdowns, uh, yards, um, everything else. He holds the records for that. So he beats Montana w- within those. Um, but, uh, you know, there's still people out there that just don't, they're still going to put Montana over because they don't like Brady. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they just don't like him, so they're just going to kind of hold on to that. And there's nothing you can do about that. But 
there's actually some people out there that I've talked to, even staunch Ohio State fans, obviously Brady from Michigan, who didn't don't like New England, don't like Brady, and this is hey, I have to give it up to him just based on what he they have seen is we're talking about two Super Bowls that he's been in, in the past two three years that he's re- he's led the comeback. Not too many uh, quarterbacks can do that. Except yeah. And well, that's you, what I'm saying. He he never folds. The guy can score 25 points within what five seconds. I don't know how he does it, but he can do it. Yeah. And but he's done that. He did it against Seattle, and now he did it against uh, um, Falcons, and it's pretty amazing to watch. So. Yeah. Well, you were talking about the uh, stats and records and things like that. Uh, five Super Bowl rings, most by a quarterback, most passing attempts. I don't know if that's yeah. Uh, it, in a Super Bowl game, uh, most completions in a Super Bowl game, most passing yards in a Super Bowl game, um, four Super Bowl MVPs. Um, that's most all time, and the person he passed for that record was Joe Montana, and first QB with three Super Bowl fourth quarter comebacks. Yeah. And then ten, um, ten game winning drives in the postseason. Most all time. So those were some of the things uh, with the postseason and everything with Tom Brady. So yeah, I, it's I I leave it for putting him as the greatest court, most accomplished, undeniable greatest quarterback of all time. It is def, definitely difficult. And you brought up some very good things to talk about Joe Montana and then the different stages of the game throughout the years and everything. I mean, there were great quarterbacks back in the day, and so but it's also a team based sport. So it's very difficult. Like sometimes you don't have a lot around you. And that's one thing that we've seen with Brady where even some years where you see that it looks like he has nothing, he still makes something of it. Yeah. Great point. Great point. That's a great one. Of course with that um, also though, is then what scheme you're in and what coach you get tied to. And he's been fortunate with Belichick and something too with Brady that I think might not get talked about enough is I think his football IQ is ridiculous. I don't know this. I mean, like you hear about it and different things like that, but I don't think it gets talked about enough and compared enough because I don't know the information and I can't compare it. But like, what was it for Joe Montana? And I mean, even there, there are other great quarterbacks who have great statistics who didn't have the Super Bowls. I mean, Dan Marino was really great. Like, put put this in perspective. I mean, this this will hit home probably mm-hmm. for more of our listeners because we had Calvin Johnson at Detroit. He is going to undeniably be one of the best wide receivers. And there was talk of him, and I don't know wide receiver stats all that well and everything, but they talk about of him being one of the greatest wide receivers. It's just like, well, he never even made it to a Super Bowl. Right. So are we saying that because uh, we talk about with that with position, uh, different positions, but usually when it comes to quarterback, you say, well, how many Super Bowls uh, right. rings do they have? So mm-hmm. do we exclude that from the quarter, uh, quarterback position where we say, well, wide receiver, they could be the greatest wide receiver, but they never even made it to a Super Bowl. No, that's true. And you can also bring up then, you know, like Dan Marino, who has none. And yeah. He is one of the best quarterbacks, you know, the the top, what, eight? He is one of the top eight, probably best quarterbacks. He never even got there. So, um, but yeah, I, 
you know, I agree with you, and that's that's tough. I mean, to say, you know, who you know, you could say throw in like who who else? You know, like let's put in like Eli Manning. Okay, let's use him as an example on the other side. Two uh, two Super Bowl Super Bowl rings, but yet does anybody even have him in the top ten? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think anybody does. It's it's like you're talking about a guy who does have the hardware, who actually has more hardware than um than Dan Marino. But does does anybody even remotely think that Dan Marino isn't a is a better quarterback than Eli? Of course they think he is. Of course. Yeah. Just, and that's where I'm. You know, that's a good point you make. Is I think my thing would be as you brought this up earlier is tell me a quarterback in a team who constantly re. I guess retool their program and players every year. They get new ones in, new uh, uh, new receivers, new uh, running backs, new whatever. And, you know, they, they, I you know I tweeted out, what team do you know, give or take, running back wise? You know, they're they're castoffs and you know people that were let go. You take you know Hogan, who was really instrumental in. Uh, New England winning the games this year and you know he was cut by the bills <laughs> and so you know a New England picks him up and he's he's great and you know you take somebody like LeGarrette Blunt, who was great for New England for years well he was cast off from Steelers and you know and New England takes it and they use him and he's great it's like they seem to make players who were average and make them great and that's why I think just Brady can take players like that and make them better than they actually are. Um, I don't know. You know, you could say it's a system or Brady, but the very fact is that's why I think that that's what makes Brady the best is he can take players and things like that and make them great. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely contributes to it. And that's interesting to see. So uh, my, I mean, I know you can't do this and you can't do it for any sport or any situation, but it would be great to, like my my thought in my head, like greatest court per, person at a position or something like that, is just like, okay, this person at their prime versus this person at their prime in equal circumstances. It's just like, what who would be who would have the better performance? Like that's kind of why I envision in my mind. I, it's stats can be deceiving, Super Bowl rings can be deceiving. You brought up the great comparison of Eli Manning and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's just interesting. He is absolutely one of the greatest. He is without a doubt the most accomplished. So it's going to be something that's discussed. Well, you I mean, can if, say who's one of the best quarterbacks, Joe Montana. Well, who's one of the best receivers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they end up being on the same team. <laughs> so yeah. it's like Montana had Jerry Rice, and, you know, and you're thinking Tom Brady. Well, he had Moss to stay, had, you know, Wes Welker, and, you know, and all those guys moved on to some other team, and they were nothing. So it's just it, – it is interesting to see players who have left New England who went to a different team in their prime and not do very well. It's just yeah. – it's, it's pretty amazing to watch, like you said – he has accomplished the most. He is going to be by far the best. He might just be the best football player in general, even not quarterback, but he is quarterback, but that he might be the best football player. Like you were talking about just his IQ is so up there. Like I know he gets to work early. I know he studies film like crazy. He, 
this is what I think a lot of people need to know is Tom Brady wants to be legendary. And that takes work. He knows it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of film study, a lot of uh, hard work on his part to do it. And you see it do it. He's doing it. So, Yeah. And talking about the players around him, I mean, he has had Gronkowski. But that's the thing. He's also not had Gronkowski. <laughs> he didn't even have him this year. So Yeah. So, yeah, very a lot of things to go into it. I mean, that's always going to be something that's brought up and it's a fun conversation when you can have it with reasonable individuals when they actually try to go in there and be um try to debate it and not just well you know what would be a really interesting question to you is is were you you know i know i know you maybe not be the best the greatest new england fan but were you a New England fan before Brady? That's you should, that I saw that is I'm, you know I'll I'll be honest with a lot of folks is I wasn't even a Patriots fan until Tom Brady. Oh no, I I wasn't either. I, I was <laughs> So people are going to go. You're just uh you know you just kind of came in with Brady. I'm going to go. Yeah, I mean I I see a lot of people on Michigan State side love Washington because of you know they got cousins, but. Who wouldn't want? <laughs> you're talking about a guy who's going to go down as a legend in the NFL and went to Michigan. You're going to mostly root for him. And well, a lot of pe- a lot of Ohio State fans are Dallas fans. Yeah. Now, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, if they're so upset sense. about the Brady thing, I mean, then look, can't be a Dallas fan. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good point. Good point. Yeah. You know? So yeah, no, I mean, like my my approach to the Super Bowl, since of course my team never makes it, the Lions. Uh, usually when I, I go into it, it's just like, what team do I not like more than the other one? Right. Uh, but when when it's the Patriots, I mean, there's there's a t- enough of a tie there that I always root for them. So, Well, hey, you know, it's interesting. I get, a, I get a message from one of my friends. We'll just mention a, a mutual friend of ours, Brandon. He, he goes, okay, Brandon, uh, Brady won five. All right, that's enough. I'm going to root for somebody else now. <laughs> Yeah, and he's a and he's a diehard Michigan fan. But it was funny. He he wanted Brady to have his five, but then he said, "Okay, that's enough." Yeah, he said something like that to me too. And, and he's a, to win. he's a diehard Lions fan. Like he is yeah. Lions above everything. So yeah. yeah, he. I wasn't too surprised to hear that, but yeah, yeah. it it'll be kind of interesting to see because seems like Tom Brady's not done. So we'll be watching yeah. that moving forward. But uh, it, this week, kind of a shorter episode. There are some things that have happened that we do want to bring up, uh, just discuss a little bit because it's, you know, current events kind of a thing. Um, but that'll wrap up things with the Super Bowl. Um, I guess we're not talking directly with Michigan football this week, but moving to Big Ten football, uh, some thing, there was a lot of talk this week about Potential things happening in East Lansing, rumors, murmurs, and today, Thursday, uh, things actually came to light and were public knowledge on some of that. And uh, have you read up a lot on it, Craig? Or um, uh, Yeah, like you said, I, I have. And, you know, obviously there's still – I think there's going to be more coming out. So is that good news? No. <laughs> Um, I think there's just more stuff's going to start coming out uh, during this. But, you know, just to clarify to everybody, Michigan fan, what's going on in East Lansing, it, it, it has to do with the uh, <coughs> Michigan State football. Uh, we're talking about th- uh, two student, uh, three, 
um, students or three uh, Michigan State football players and a staffer who were being suspended from school on uh, allegations of a, a sexual sexual assault. So um, that's a big deal. And if it's true, that's we'll figure out what's going to happen to them. But um, obviously, it's just you know this is just allegations right now. But um, they're investigating it right now. And in fact, um, the file came down or the complaint came down around January. And so the MSU police is now is moving forward with it. And, you know, obviously the county prosecutors are all about this. But uh, we're talking, it's like, I think, a Title IV investigation, which means it's going to be, you know, conducted you know, an ind- independent investigation on, into the program and s- some of the staff mes- me- uh, members. But uh, this is a big deal. This is actually, if more comes out, this is going to be a big deal. And it, it, I don't want any, you know, look, I know Michigan State's a rival of ours, Caleb, but I don't want anything like this with any, you know, Big Ten program because I like Michigan State. They're a good school. They are a rival. But, you know, I have respect for, the way they built that program, good football program. But if, if this is true, um, this is a big blow. In fact, this could be the more it's coming out. It seems like a lot of things are being like a rock being unturned and then there's something else. And I hope, I really hope that this is something that's going to be uh, found out if it's true. And if it's not true, that that gets found out. But uh, this is not good. Yeah, it's one of those things, like at the beginning of the week, too, because we, we were hearing some things, too, and especially when it comes to sensitive subjects and, you know, negative. Like, I might bring up something not giving away anything if it was to give away anything, but just, like, if there's rumor with recruits or something like that with recruiting, I might discuss it or say general things on social media and things like that. But with this one, with it being, you know, of the – negative side of things and not knowing for sure I didn't want to say anything in case things didn't come out and it was just rumor and it could still be I mean technically not rumor now but it could be false accusations there's that potential like you were saying so and in this situation and this was even my mindset at the beginning of the Baylor thing um it's just that I hope that the truth comes out. I mean, I don't care about yeah. knowing it myself, but if there was um, something wrong that went um, of the sexual nature and everything, I hope the truth comes out that justice can be served. If there are just um, false accusations, which there have been with different programs in the past, mm-hmm. I hope that comes out because I think that that's yeah. not – that's – I don't want to say one of the worst things because the sexual assault stuff actually happening is the worst things happening. But just I I think that's awful when false accusations happen. So honestly, you know, just that the truth comes out that can be resolved uh, more quickly than not. Right. And uh, and yeah, so just kind of seeing how it's going and everything. And I've seen on social media people saying things and, you know, some people some Michigan people were saying, you know, telling other Michigan people that they need to be classy about this because it's a sensitive thing. And, you know, this isn't exactly something that you go around 
joking about and everything. And at first I was kind of thinking, because at the beginning of the week, I saw things where it was related to assault, like right. fighting and things like that. And so I thought people were throwing around uh, more shade at MSU for those things. Mm -hmm. uh, not so much when it was released that it was related to sexual assault. Right. Um, and so I kind of thought that maybe people were reacting to things that were said earlier in the week. But unfortunately, there have been some things I've seen where people were um, having negative things to say, even in light of the news that came out. So it, it's unfortunate that that's happening. And I mean, I'm not really going to say it because enough people have said it already. And I think our listeners are pretty level headed. But, yeah, just hopefully the truth comes out with this. And like I said, um sooner rather than later so. yeah and i think the thing is is i think you're a little bit more obviously disturbed that if this is true uh, you know sexual assault is always a serious thing you know and obviously we're talking about probably against females and that's you know and that won't be tolerated anywhere in this uh, day and age and this and that'll be terrible and, and i think you know you're talking about student athletes and it just, you know, on, on a campus like that, you're just not going to, you know, it won't be, it won't be called for. And, you know, obviously they're going to investigate it and I feel that they'll get to the bottom of it. I think the thing becomes a little bit more, a little bit more disturbing. We're talking about a, you know, a staffer too, you know, football on the staff and that becomes a little bit more serious. And then the very fact is this might've been covered up. Um, for months and that's not good either so if things are being covered up that's bad that's bad and so um like you said i hope they get to the bottom of this the truth comes out but uh yeah you know what you know my thing would be like you were talking about you know you got michigan you know their tweets out there bashing michigan state but you know and i'm also going hey you know what a lot of state fans were really coming after a lot of Michigan people like we made it up, like we we're falsifying information, like these rumors aren't fault are false. Don't give me, you know, that they're not true and whatever, but they were true. And so, you know, that's just them trying to hold back thinking this can't be happening to us, but it is happening to East Lansing. And I'm sad to say it's true. And I hope they just really get to the bottom of it. So, yeah. Yeah. It, um, We'll have to kind of see how it progresses and goes forward and everything. So we'll be watching that, just kind of mentioning that. I mean, some people who will be listening to this maybe haven't seen um, everything that came out with it. But, yeah, uh, kind of quick thing before ending. Um, the interesting thing that was uh, happening, because there, the there was the talks, the rumors before anything was actually reported, any um, actual news, um, there were discussion things and things posted in different places and then all of a sudden everything started disappearing yeah and so that was kind of made you wonder kind of what was going on if people i don't know but anyways today it came out and uh it's going to be an investigation moving forward so we'll uh see how that progresses so um that's big 10 news stuff um didn't really talk specifically with Michigan football. I think next week we um, we talked about maybe doing a recap of 2016. Do you want to do that next week, or do you want to maybe? Yeah, a different... I think you're talking about Florida games back on, right? Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Oh well, yeah. For so. 2017, uh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, we were talking about that before. 
Uh, the opener is confirmed. I think okay. solidified. Yeah. It's going to be Saturday against Florida. There were rumors going around that that was going to get moved to Sunday. So on uh, the opening day weekend for college football next year. But that's another piece of news. Um, next week, though, like I was saying, do you want to do a review of the 2016 season? Or? Yeah, I think people like that. I think that would be a good idea. Yeah, we can do that. Um, so if anybody wants to, you can call uh, the number and just kind of share your thoughts if you want to share a favorite moment or anything kind of like that. Um, biggest play. I know we did some voting and stuff last year, so we might do that again. Um, not for the episode probably, but uh, maybe at some point we will and just have that as a discussion for another episode as well. But if you do want to call before next week, uh, we record on Tuesday night, so if you call by Monday night, if you would, uh, and want to leave a, a short voicemail and share thoughts on, you know, I remember this game or I remember this play, if you want to from the season, just share some quick thoughts. The number is 551-258-3276. Easy way to remember, 551-BLUE-BRO. So, but yeah, kind of a shorter episode this week good Super Bowl game mm-hmm. yep and yeah now we're in the football drought but we will still be bringing you Michigan football each and every week so you guys don't have to worry about it I know it was kind of close this week I know it was late I know it's coming out at the end of the week but we still got you an episode uh, each week here and we're keeping that streak running almost two years now oh dude you know why I totally forgot what's that this is episode 100. Oh, yeah. An anniversary. Yeah. What the crap? That was bad. Need some anniversary music. Yeah. Well, there was, there should have been something like celebratory. I'm not even prepped. I'm not, I'm not like, man, I'm totally out for, but yeah, 100 episodes. What are you getting your wife for Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, man? Oh, good, good conversation. Oh, man. Yeah, we might have to move that next week. I totally forgot Valentine's Day is on Tuesday. Yeah. So. Um, I am actually, I bought her a little something. She's on um, a health, uh, it's not a diet. It's one of those uh, lifestyle things where it's about like how you, not really what you cook, but how you cook and what you eat paired with anything else. Um, so since she does that, there's special sweets and things like that, that she goes for. So I bought her some of those. Um, but then I'm leaving it up to her because have you heard of this? Have you heard of LuLaRoe? Do you know what that is? When I say yeah. that, I bet some of the female listeners know what that is. My life, my wife is really into that. It's this clothing kind of thing that people sell, uh, kind of like they did Pampered Chef. You know, they have the parties and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's really into that, and she's going to be going to one um, tomorrow night. And so okay. I said, okay, well, I can either buy you something for Valentine's Day, or if you want, you can spend it at the party. So, because uh-huh. I've already got her a little something, so I'm still giving her something for Valentine's Day. But um, Nice. Yeah. What about yourself? I don't know, man. I'm like that one of those last minute shoppers. I just forget about that stuff. And, you know, I don't think, you know, my wife isn't into Valentine's Day. You know, I don't know. I'm kind of like one of those guys who who might rush that night of and be kind of 
crowded around a <laughs> with other t- a bunch of other fifteen guys looking at cards. Oh yeah, at one. I don't know. Maybe get a gas station one. <laughs> Is that what you did at uh, Christmas though? I can't remember if you said that if you were a late uh, last minute shopper or what. Yeah, I am. I'm like one of those guys. I know I'm terrible, man. I got to do better, but. Uh, you know, my wife is kind of a practical person. She's uh, she's awesome, but she's just you know, she's not a flower person because she goes, well, flowers are great. They're you know they're expensive and then they die. <laughs> okay, well those are out. <laughs> you know, a card is great, which is great, but she's like, well, a card, and then you kind of sign it and put something nice in it, and then and then that goes away. But she's like a person that's like, you know, take her out to eat, you know, go get some sushi or something like that. So we'll probably end up doing that. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll, uh, we'll have a dinner thing for sure. Yeah. I think that's going to be happening this Saturday. But um, actually, one uh, thing here to uh, to ask you kind of before we go, um, what's uh, – do you know the – or not know the – what am I saying with that? Um I, my philosophy is I, I don't like cards. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show. I do not like cards. I, I <laughs> think they're a waste of money. Either. Yeah, I agree too. Me too. I'm so with you. So I don't ever want a card from my wife, and I've actually been bad and kind of forgotten to get her a card sometimes in the past. Uh, but I found her a really good one this year. But, uh, yeah, do you, so then do you buy cards for her? Yeah, but I'm – you know, I'm like you. I just don't. I don't like. I don't. I'm not a card guy. I mean, I just. I'm. Not, you know, I'll tell you this. I'm a card guy. If my boys make a card for me, I love it. You know, oh, yeah. some, uh, my kids misspell words or do something really funny. They always put something funny in it, and I love it. And I can hold on to that, and you can put them in your box or whatever, and hold on it forever. But any other card, it's like, eh. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, no, I, anything made, you know, I'm I'm good with. Um, but they they're so cars are so expensive; it's ridiculous. Yeah, and yeah, and that and you're right about that. It's, it's ridiculous. Something. Well, for it being our hundredth episode, and for the Patriots and Mister Tom Brady, the G O A T, um, winning his fifth Super Bowl. Uh, I am going to end this off with some different music this this time. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't find anything. I just put in celebration music, and of course, I should have figured that this would come up. Yeah. So, but yeah, celebrate a hundred episodes, man. <coughs> One hundred episodes, and we haven't killed each other. Not bad. I think the best thing we have going for us is the fact that we aren't in the same room when we record. <laughs> That might be why. Yeah. I I can't throw anything at you or hit you with anything, so. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to get one of your kids' phone numbers, and I'm going to text them and be like, dude, go punch your dad in the face right now. (laughs) That's what he said, yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty good, man. What a good run, but, yep, we're going to keep doing it, so. Yeah, going strong. So, yep. yep. So during, we are your destination for Michigan football during the off season. So, yeah, who's who's talking about Michigan football besides us all year round, man? Not many. I, I mean, there's any. I don't think any. I mean, like there are definitely uh, ones that will do football at different times, but every 
year round there might be some that they'll touch base on it every month but every single week i'm pretty sure that we stand alone in that department so yeah i agree yeah we we're the only ones man and i you know we're proud of that because there's so because there's always something going on with michigan football and there's always something going on with jim harbaugh and and everything else and 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 michigan football is on its way up and there's lots to talk about yeah Yep, always stuff to talk about. And so even if something's not happening, there's something to talk about, something to go back to. Hopefully uh, going to continue some interviews and different things, stuff like that this year. But uh, we appreciate you guys. And some yeah. of you, I, we didn't have very many hits on the very first episode. So I don't know if anybody's, if anybody's been with us since week one, I'd be interested to hear. But uh, I think we picked up a few people uh, over the first couple of weeks of that football season so thanks for sticking with us yeah hope you guys uh enjoyed this episode enjoyed the super bowl and enjoyed how things went we're enjoying it and even though it's off season we're gonna enjoy talking about michigan football so thanks for uh tuning in we hope you uh have a good weekend since that's like right around the corner now so have a good weekend and we'll finish things off with go blue go blue